Section 26 of Stories of the Scottish Border by Mr. and Mrs. William Platt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 23 Johnny Armstrong. When Johnny came before the king, with all his men so brave to see, the king he moved his bonnet to him. He knew he was a king as well as he. In 1529, James V visited the border country to execute justice on the wild freebooters. Of these, the chief was Johnny Armstrong of Gilnocky, who levied blackmail for many miles round his residence at the Hollows and spread the terror of his name as far as Newcastle. Acting on the evil counsel of false friends, Johnny presented himself before the king in all the pomp of border chivalry. According to the old ballad, the king wrote with his own hand a loving letter to Johnny Armstrong, laird of Gilnocky, bidding him come and speak with him speedily. Whereupon the Elliots and Armstrongs convened a meeting, to which they came in gallant company, and decided to ride out to meet the king and bring him to Gilnocky. "'Make ready rabbits and capon and venison in plenty,' said Johnny, and we'll welcome home our royal king to dine at Gilnocky. So they ran out their horses on Langham Down and broke their spears, and the ladies, looking from their high windows, cried, God send our men safe home again. When Johnny came before the king with all his brave fellows, the king took off his bonnet to him as to an equal. My name is Johnny Armstrong, said the freebooter, your subject, my liege, let me find grace for my loyal men and me. But the king cried, Away with thee, thou traitor, out of my sight. Never have I granted a traitor's life, nor will I now begin with thee. Grant me my life, my king, and I will give thee a bonny gift, four and twenty milk-white steeds newly foaled. I'll give thee four and twenty milk-white steeds that prance and neigh at a spear, and as much English gold as four of their broad backs able to bear. Away with thee, thou traitor, out of my sight! Never have I granted a traitor's life, nor will I now begin with thee. Grant me my life, my king, and I will give thee a bonny gift, four and twenty mills that are working all the year round for me, four and twenty mills, that shall go for thee all the year round, and as much good red wheat as all their happers are able to bear. Away with thee, thou traitor, out of my sight! Never have I granted a traitor's life, nor will I now begin with thee. Grant me my life, my king, and I will give thee a great gift. Four and twenty sisters' sons shall fight for thee, though all should flee. Away with thee, thou traitor, out of my sight. Never have I granted a traitor's life, nor will I now begin with thee. Grant me my life, my king, and I will give thee a brave gift. All between here and Newcastle town shall pay thee yearly rent. Away with thee, thou traitor, out of my sight. Never have I granted a traitor's life, nor will I now begin with thee. Ye lie, calling me traitor. Ye lie now, king, 
although ye be king and prince. Well dare I say it, that all my life I have loved naught but honesty, a fleet horse, a fair woman, and two bonny dogs to kill a deer. Yet had I lived for another hundred years, England should still have found me meal and malt and plenty of beef and mutton. Never would a Scot's wife have been able to say that I robbed her of aught. But surely it is great folly to seek for hot water beneath cold ice. I have asked grace of a graceless king, but there is none for me and my men. But had I known before I came how unkind thou wouldst prove to me, I would have kept the border side in spite of thee and thy nobles. How glad would be England's king if he but knew that I was taken, for once I slew his sister's son and broke a tree over his breastbone. Now Johnny had a girdle round his waist, embroidered and spangled with burning gold, very beautiful to look upon, and from his hat hung down nine tassels, each worth three hundred pounds. What wants that knave that a king should have but the sword of honour and the crown? cried the king. Where did you get those tassels, Johnny, that shine so bravely above your brow? I got them fighting in the field where thou darest not be, replied Johnny, and had I now my horse and good harness, and were I riding as I am used to do, this meeting between us should have been told these hundred years. God be with thee, my brother Christie. Long shalt thou live, laird of Mangatown on the border side, ere thou see thou brother ride by again. God be with thee, my son Christie, where thou sitst on thy nurse's knee. Thou'lt ne'er be a better man than thy father, though thou live a hundred years. Farewell, bonny hall of Gilnocky, standing strong on Eskside. If I had lived but seven more years, I would have gilded thee round about. Then Johnny Armstrong was slain by the king's orders at Carlinrig, with all his gallant company, and Scotland's heart was sad to see the death of so many brave men who had saved their country from the Englishmen. None were so brave as they, and while Johnny lived on the border side, no Englishman durst come near his stronghold. End of section 26